You're garbage, human garbage. Do you brain-dead space jockeys have any idea how much that thing is worth? 100,000? 200,000? 200,001? You're closest without going over. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about season two, episode six, A Lesser of Two Evils. It took me a moment to remember what the name of the episode was. Just a bit. Uh, I do want to warn everybody before this one. um, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night due to some work engagements so if I start trailing off in the middle of sentences or if um, what just happened happens, I apologize. Hashtag best episode ever. This one's going to be a real barnstormer or burner or whatever the actual word is. Okay, so yeah, a lesser of two evils. Um, we don't really get a, an actual cold open. It's just sort of a little... Um, we get like a little ad. It's yeah, funny. I'm not going to call it a cold open, but no. it is an ad for arachnospores. The Fatal Spore with the funny name. Yep. Um, sorry. That's was, pretty much the yeah. end of the joke. Uh-huh. It's true. There's not much to it. It's it's just kind of silly. I don't know. What do you think of that? I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not super great or anything. It's mm. it's okay. It gets you into the, the, the feel of the episode, I think. Like, you've got the... The, the Futurama joke to start the start off the show, and then you're like, I'm in Futurama Zone. I'm certainly not in Pastorama. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so they, at the be- very beginning of the episode, they're watching TV, which seems to be kind of a running theme because they were watching TV at the beginning of last episode of this mm-hmm. TV episode. I feel like they watch TV a lot. I think this is probably due to Bender and, and Fry. And it is Bender and Fry. They're watching Cop Department. Definitely a takeoff on cops, which is very good. It's pretty good. I like the Cop Department sort of gag that we get to see the the two cops whose name I've already forgotten. One of them is Earl because it's URL. I don't remember the other one. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never caught that before. Yeah. What? Uh, this has been blowing Ben's mind corner. <laughs> snap um wow okay i don't know how i never caught that before uh but yeah it's it's pretty good because we get those two cops and if you know the other cop's name tweeted us at back to futurama there it is they're arresting i I told you i'm gonna be a little slower this episode (laughs) we're gonna get like halfway through this episode and you're gonna be like welcome to back to the futurama of tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow today welcome to your futurama today um, they're arresting some weird giant bug aliens. Sure, like, and, a, like a centipede or millipede mm-hmm. or something, but giant. And it's pretty good. The Really, mostly the joke I like here is where the, the bug has a, his face blurred out. Sure. And it looks like it's because it's what they do on the cop shows. Exactly. Because he didn't sign a release or whatever. And really, it was just he was blurring his own face somehow. Yeah, he has that alien species has the ability to blur their own face. And the one that's not Earl, because I remember Earl is the robot. The one that isn't Earl that somebody will tweet at us. <laughs> it says, unblur your face while you're at it. And he does it. It's very funny. 
Wow, I, that joke explanation seemed great. Doing a great job, me. I'm. Uh, oh, are we googling it? I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm this googling. Is, this is Ben's Google corner now. I'm googling the name of the cops now because um, I'm pretty sure one's Earl URL. You're right. Uh, the the robot. Yes. One is. Um, That's four points for me from downtown. That's how sports work. Uh, Smitty is the name of the other cop. Really? Smitty. Smitty. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? You you, you can't. That's a fifty percent hit rate. I think. There was a girl in one of my classes in high school who told me this random story about how she wish, wished her mom named her Smitty. And I don't know why this was a thing. And then later on at the end of the year, when I signed her, her yearbook, I said, see you later, Smitty. And she's like, you remembered. First off, that's very good. That was very kind of you to remember a silly, silly thing that happened at the beginning of the year. Second, I have to question this person's uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, motives, uh, thoughts about this. I, 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 I don't imagine they listen to the podcast, but if you do, uh, please tweet us at Back to Futurama. Explain uh, why. I mean, why not Smitty? I think my original question, why Smitty, is still pretty good, though. Okay, so <laughs> uh, back to the episode we're here to discuss. What episode? Uh, so uh, it kind of cuts, they c- kind of go through a lot of different cop jokes, like the millipede escapes and crawls into a pile of leaves and Earl grabs a shoe and goes in after it, which is pretty good. Um, after that little bit, uh, he, uh, Leela turns to Bender saying, you're in this one, right? And Bender says, uh, no, I'm in cut on tape three due to what he, I did to the coffee pot. Man, do you remember when Fox used to have like all of those weird caught on tape specials? Like that was their thing. It was. I mean, I I watched so many of those and none of them were enjoyable or made my life better in any way. Of course not. Now I just assume everybody does everything in my work coffee pot. So, Well, uh, based on some of the stories I've heard, it sounds like they do. One time it tasted like sweat. My coffee tasted like sweat. It was very gross. Yeah, I don't want to know what they did to that coffee. Um, so wh- while after Bender says that, Fry is drinking coffee and does a pretty good spit take. There's also a commercial for something that is introduced as Pastorama. Pastorama. Which is, I guess, a theme park. Yeah, um, it, it's like stepping back into the year 2000. This goes into a whole sort of section where both in the commercial and when they actually go to Pastorama mm-hmm. here in a bit. Um, it's basically just a lot of jokes about how the year 3000 assumes the year 2000 was. There's a bunch of cowboys how, riding like hover mopeds to go on a mammoth hunt. That all speaking like, let's go on the mammoth hunt, dude. Um, Which is the worst dude accent I've ever done, but or anybody has ever done really. But you know what I'm getting at. Right. The California like, dude. Bender decides that he wants to go to Pastorama because he yearns for a simpler time. I do want to point out a couple of things from the commercial, however. Um, Einstein and Hammurabi are disco dancing in a hot air balloon. Right. And it is located on the former site of Brooklyn. So if you live in Brooklyn now, I I would suggest in the next thousand years that you uh, not live in Brooklyn because it sounds like uh, this is where Pastorama lives now. Or then, now, there. Okay. I got nothing for that. Mm-hmm. I just I, I have a lot of different like observations I want to point out in this like pastorama bit that I really enjoy. So 
Okay. Well, I'll probably leave you to that because I just I didn't write down a whole lot of them mm-hmm. uh, because I, there, there so were good. a lot of them. But uh, I do also like the fact that Fry decides that he doesn't really want to go to Pastorama mm-hmm. because if he ever wants to go to the year 2000, he will, and I quote, simply freeze himself again. He uh, He takes the opinion that Either it's one way, it, it just back and forth you can go, or it time is cyclical, which, spoiler alert, we it gets answered in this very uh, uh, series. Two times, actually, if you count the... Uh, yeah, two times, because there's an episode in the when they brought it back on Comedy Central mm-hmm. where it contradicts the other time with when uh, Polly Shore is there. We're getting way off topic in the future episodes. Well, I think getting off topic talking about the future is basically <laughs> what this podcast is about. But you're um, right. They do uh, do multiple things there. But uh, yeah, so I, I really like that Fry just assumes that's how things work. And he mm-hmm. can just freeze himself anytime he wants. He can just go freeze himself and he'll be back in the year 2000 mm-hmm. as though nothing happened. I don't know if it, I, it seems like his life is a little better now in the year 3000, even though it's a lot weirder. I don't know if he'd ever want to do that, which is kind of what he's implying there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he seems pretty happy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Bender wants to doesn't or wants to go back to the good old days before heartless machine machines cheapened everything. Um. And they go. And I, now I'm going to go through a list of things that I thought were funny in this little part because there's not a whole lot of plot here. It's all just like reference material. It's, it's really just a lot of reference visual heavy. gags mm-hmm. and then um, random, uh, like I said, things things about New York in 2000 that they assume That they got wrong. That they got way wrong. But um, go ahead. So th- th- uh, businesses like the Iowa Bagel Company. Delicious. 47th Street Butter Churns. Where I go to get my butter churn. I don't know about you. I go to the one on Second Avenue, but how dare you? Okay, I can I can I can live with it. Um, and the movie theater is showing Star Wars Nine, uh, Yoda's Bar Mitzvah, and <laughs> and I want to just really give you a good preview of what I'm going to, what our, our friend Tema has decided to call Fr- friend of the podcast Tema friend, friend of the podcast Tema's you missed that corner okay um she uh for people that may not know me and Tema work in the same uh, city. And we have to commute to it, so we carpool together. And she tells me every time we we miss something very obvious to her, and she has mentioned that she wants to write an email, which she hasn't done, which yet. she has not done yet. Tema, email yeah. us at Back to the Futurama Podcast at gmail dot com. I believe she has tweeted at Back to the Future. Back to oh my, I'm happening again. <laughs> I'm happening again. <laughs> I'm, I did this to me. Um, <laughs> there you go, Tema. Uh, she has tweeted. At, at back to Futurama, uh, with some, I believe we missed something and then she p- pulled it up, but I'm not sure. But p- she has been talking about this email. Anyway, my point is when, when that email does come in, we will be doing a large, uh, Tema, Tema's you missed this corner. I mean, honestly, she lives down the hall from me. We should just get her in here as like a guest one mm-hmm. of these days. She can explain all the things to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for one, she was very surprised when we missed y- next year in Jerusalem. I mean, you're spoiling her whole bit that she's going to come gonna and do. She's going to explain what we missed, but that's one of the things. Sure. I'm just mentioning. Anyways, can continue yeah, on. Trust me. Hold on. There are a lot more that we missed because I, I'm in that car with Demo for a while. Um, so other things in Pastorama uh, were colonial dress, uh, flapper dresses, and lederhosen. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, Bender mistakes a phone booth for a suicide booth. Mm-hmm. And then Leela uses that as a restroom, as you do. Because, well, because Fry explains that in New York in the year 2000, phone booths were used mainly as restrooms. The subway, as Fry put it, is a mobile apartment with no rent. Seems legit. And Gerald Ford invented the automo car. And I believe my last one is uh, when they show an assembly line with primitive robots, they're all dressed as cavemen, cave robots with like uh, big clubs and, and uh, loincloths. Sure. The only other thing that I, I actually wrote down about the whole pastorama thing is that there is a parking sign that is referred to as a mysterious tablet <laughs> that no one has been able to identify what it means. And I did pause it and write down exactly what this parking sign says. And here we go. One hour parking, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Alternate side of the street parking, Tuesday and Thursday. Holidays accepted. Leash law enforced by radar. No parking anytime. I can see now why they are having issues uh, figuring that out. Fry asked a cop what it meant once, and the cop told him, up yours, kid. Also seems legit. So as they kind of go through some of the more uh, exhibits, uh, Fry is mistaken for someone who who works there based on his ridiculous getup. Um, he is looking into, I did not write down the, the make of the car. It's a 1962 La Rosa or something? It was a 1992, um, but I, I don't. I didn't write down the name of the, the uh, model. A 1992, it looked like kind of like a hatchback. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like peering in because his girlfriend's, his girlfriend had it. And well, it wasn't his girlfriend. It was his girlfriend's dad. And he wasn't his girlfriend. It was just his neighbor that didn't close the curtains. Yep. Uh, and uh, Leela admonishes him for not ending his story one sentence before because apparently they've been over this. And I think they should be going over this a lot more. So he he's he's mistaken for somebody that works there because his his usual you know, uh, shirt, uh, pants situation is deemed to be ridiculous. His, hold on his shirt pants situation. Yeah. Outfit. <laughs> okay. Is conti- that the word? Con- continue. Is that the word I was looking for? Outfit? Yes. Okay. His, uh, his ridiculous get up, um, and is requested to move the car b- behind the, uh, the theater, I believe. And, uh, he throws it into, uh, he thinks he throws it into reverse, but he throws it into drive and goes flying through the, the cr- crashes through the wall and ends up running into something. It's at this point, Bender announces that he thinks that he has whiplash. And then Leela says, but you don't have a neck. And he's like, I mean, ass whiplash. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. They get out of the car to see what they ran into, and it is another bending unit that looks just like Bender. Just like him. Who also is rubbing his ass and uh, says, I think I got whiplash uh, for that double joke payoff, which it's, I love so it's much. It's very good. Uh, it, I will point out that the bender, the bending unit that they hit, you can see in that first shot just the hint of like a little beard. We'll see the more extent of that later, but after... This collision happens. They take him back to Planet Express, uh, and the professor fixes fixes him up and introduces him as Flexo. I, I do want to point out one thing about that beard, is that first of all, uh, they point out that it's a stylish, um, a stylish mustache uh, is what they officially call it. It is on his lower neck. Absolutely. But this is also a reference to... Uh, the Star Trek episode Mirror Mirror, where 
they have evil versions of themselves and they all have like the goatee. Sure. So I just, friend of the podcast, Tema, called us out for not naming the the uh, <laughs> episode last week. Yep. So uh, I got to make sure that I'm on top of this because otherwise we're going to get even more... We're uh, going to have even more of a Tema's you missed that corner. Absolutely. Which is, which this actually part of kind of was a follow-up to. So excellent. So Bender and Flexo kind of hit it off. They're, they're two bending units um, and they just insult Fry mercilessly. They also, in a sort of weird Bender is suddenly really good at math sort of calculation, uh, they tell each other what their serial numbers are and then laugh hysterically because... Um, well, none of the humans get it, but it's because both of their serial numbers are expressible as the sum of two cubes, mm-hmm. which I looked up on the handy uh, Infosphere website. Flexo's serial number is 3370318, which is 119 cubed plus 119 cubed. Bender's serial number is 2716057, which is 952 cubed plus negative. 951 cubed interesting mm-hmm. so now you know and i i think this is just another point to where the writers are just trying to throw in all these little little math and physics and stuff uh jokes all over the place and i mean props to whatever math nerds out there sat down to figure that out because i wouldn't even begin to know how to do that well there's some factoring involved gross let's move on <laughs> so the computer science major tells the art major. So yeah, we, we get kind of a taste of Flexo's personality, and I just wrote down, Flexo is kind of a jerk who makes mean jokes about people and then laughs it off. Because that's kind of his whole thing. That's his shtick. Where like, he says, hey, you've got an ugly face. And he's like, ah, I'm kidding, you look fine, and then just kind of walks off. Mm-hmm. Like That's his whole thing. Yep, pretty much it. To be fair, it is a little bit better than Bender's insult you to your face and then laugh about that it's true like he at least tries to walk it fake walk it back sure they decide to go to a robot strip club where um, where they know what they what you want and they can do it within a tolerance of one micron i like that in this whole scene fry is like really trying to fit in with the well first he's kind of like i don't want to be here Mm -hmm. it's 120 degrees and there's very little oxygen but he's like you know if i'm here i might as well try to fit in so while they are saying things like, that's not silicon, that is tungsten, and plenty of it, <laughs> Fry's like, yeah, look at that exhaust port, and they are super grossed They're out. They're aghast. It's amazing. Just Pervert. ridiculously grossed out at how, <laughs> how perverted Fry is. Oh, man. Uh, so Flexo ends up buying uh, Fry a lap dance from this it's never it's not named but it's it's a pretty sizable robot uh of a kind of egg shape kind of i would suggest um which apparently is uh a a lap dance that this this robot does is basically landing and like leaning up on his face and vibrating very strongly which which injures him back at planet express fry is going on about how he does not like flexo for some reason it's true. It's just not a thing that he can really place. And then at that point, Flexo comes up and opens his compartment and some gas comes out and he's like, get it? It's chlorine. <laughs> Which I, I appreciate because uh, Zoidberg also laughs because it's poison. And points out it's funny because it's poison. Yeah. Fry's going on about how Flexo is so evil because he does this and that. And everybody's like, yeah, that's Bender. All right. <laughs> you know, things like... Um, 
I know posting naked pictures of Fry on the internet was one of the things. Yeah. Uh, I didn't write down the whole quote. I didn't but, either. Uh, yeah, basically he's describing Bender while attempting to describe Flexo. And everybody's mm-hmm. just like, yep, that sure is Bender. Um, at this point, the professor comes on on the big screen and says, good news, everyone. Report to my room for a private exhibition. <laughs> Everybody's faces just get so Every, yeah, worried. Concerned. Uh, and then they all go to his room and he then says... Everyone get in bed with me. I have something to show you, which they all again drop their 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 concerned more. Uh-huh. And then he closes the blinds of his four-post bed and says, "Feast your eyes on this." <laughs> so, I just wanted to point out that, that this is Ben's euphemism corner all over even though it's a professor. I the yeah, the professor's really got this uh euphemism corner thing down for yep. sure. He has entered it very many times. Oh my! Um, <laughs> so uh, you didn't even realize what you just did there. Oh no, I absolutely did. I just thought it was funny. Oh, that was just a really delayed reaction to that. I know. I I I, I was more laughing at your oh my because it reminded me of George Takei. I once pulled off a perfect George Takei oh my, and I've never been able to replicate that. Uh huh. It's one of my greatest failures. It's your white whale. It's my white whale is a nice George Takei. Oh, my. <laughs> of all things to have a, as a white whale. It's so good. One of these days. One of these days, George Takei. I'll make the same noises as you. <laughs> if Straight you, to the moon. If you are George Takei, please tweet at us <laughs> at Back to Futurama. I mean, hey, we got to get his attention before the episode that he's on so that he can come guest star on this, on our episode, <laughs> true. talking about the episode that he guest starred on. I, unfortunately, we weren't able to get Conan O'Brien or any of the other guest stars so far, but we're working on it. But things, <laughs> one, one things step are happening at a time. Behind, if you things ha- are happening behind the scenes, everyone. If you happen to know George Takei, just let him know that, <laughs> that we're interested. <laughs> we're very interested. <laughs> Um, oh boy so it turns out that uh what the professor is actually showing in this private exhibition is this giant atom Mm -hmm. like so big that it is probably about what baseball size yeah and it's called jumbonium it's an element so rare that a single atom is worth over fifty thousand dollars how much more a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars why why describe it like that He explains that they were hired to deliver this atom, mm-hmm. um, which sits up t- uh, atop a quote-unquote dime store tiara mm-hmm. uh, to the Miss Universe pageant. True. Um, before before he kind of explains more about it, he uh, uh, Leela is kind of w- wants to uh, discuss this elsewhere. I don't blame her. And the, then it's a smash cut to the professor sitting in a full bath <laughs> with a little like planet toy Planet Express ship. Mm-hmm in the bath which is great there's Um, a lot going on here they the professor explains that because this is such a valuable thing he needs to hire on additional security Mm -hmm. and uh, And flexo's there and he's uh uh, volunteers fry is trying to dissuade the professor from doing this and he says i mean flexo's great and all flexo's great you say that's all i need and flexo's hired as they fly to tova nine uh they are worried about space banditos because they're prevalent in this sector. Mm-hmm. 
So each of the th- of the non Leela non captains. Each of the non Leela, got it. I, 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 not working at one hundred percent over here. Oh, I noticed. I yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, continue. Sorry, um, each of the non Leela. Each of the non Leela uh, have to ha- have eight hour shifts of guarding the jumbonium, which is which is placed into a clear safe. Bender does his shift, and everything's fine. The atom is perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. And Fry does come in at one point telling Bender that he's concerned about Flexo. Yeah. As you do if you're Fry in this episode. And then when it's Flexo's turn to watch the Atom, Fry doesn't trust Flexo. So he decides he's going to watch Flexo watch the Atom. Mm-hmm. For an entire eight hours. For an entire eight hour shift. And then Flexo's shift ends and Fry says, finally, the Atom is safe and immediately falls asleep. Immediate. Uh, incredible. In fact, the way I wish I could have fallen asleep last night. Me too, because then we wouldn't have sentences like all the non-Leela. All the non-Leela? All the non-Leela. During Fry's shift, because he has fallen asleep, the Atom gets stolen. Dun, dun, dun. Leela asks if he heard any maracas, and he says no. So she says it wasn't Space Banditos, so it has to be Flexo. I, I want to point out that this is the part of the episode where uh, the bending units are completely block their neck lower face area so we don't know which which robot is which right because um presumably i mean so yes we don't know which one's which presumably flexo comes in and he's wearing a scarf to cover up where the evil flexo beard would be Mm -hmm. and yeah it's a it's a pretty good bit where just every time you see him something's covering up the beard whether it's a a scarf or a sweater or a map or a, map or a cravat mm-hmm. like every in every scene i believe that the cravat is referred to as a jaunty little number or he's like peeking around the corner mm-hmm. so like you just you never see that beard and um it's it's a good visual bit i really mm-hmm. like it this is also where the famous uh fry not sure if meme comes yep. from because yeah, i written that down too because he's kind of giving these like i don't trust this guy's eyes while he's looking at uh whoever this bending robot is. basically not sure if bender or flexo Uh uh-huh and so that's where that originated it's in this very episode Mm -hmm. so we're 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 talking about internet history my friend i also like during this scene while they're trying to find flexo leela opens up a closet that says emergency supplies and there's a clown costume in it (laughs) it's very good it's Um, very good (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of emergency that would re- entail. Oh, I not at all. Not even a little bit. Finally, they're all back in the, the hold. Fry finally decides to make his move, and he yanks the cravat off of the bending robot because he knows it's Flexo, but it's actually Bender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't Flexo this whole time like we were led to believe. Right. It was definitely Bender because he was wearing all that for style. So the we kind of cut to the Miss, Miss Universe pageant, and it is hosted by Bob Barker. It's true. Bob Barker guest stars in this episode. And also in this episode? Of, no, I'm just kidding. I wish. So yes, Bob Barker is a guest star in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is hosting the pageant. and Of which the Crushinator is a finalist from Earth's Moon. Yep, the Crushinator does come back. and Always a, a crowd favorite. 
there's a this is another bit where there's sort of just a lot of good visual gags. All of the different contestants are aliens from different planets, and sure. they're shaped like amoebas or gaseous clouds or a big like jellyfish mm-hmm. woman. Um, uh, during the talent portion, there is uh, an alien that has a trumpet for a nose, and she plays the trumpet, which is kind of cool, kind of funny. I also like how the the jellyfish woman uh, her talent show portion is that she's going to perform a traditional gangsta rap we didn't get enough of that i don't think we didn't i mean it was more sort of like a beatbox sort of thing dj yeah, yeah. beatbox dj yeah i was i was this i would have watched uh, more of that but you know i'd probably watch the miss universe pageant it seems uh, actually kind of entertaining between like aliens the, the, playing the one, trumpet noses the, the one in the three thousand yeah yeah not the, the one now yeah, the the one in in the year three thousand. The one that's interesting. Yes, yes. With trumpet noses and gangster raps. And we, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but robot fights in the middle of them. The uh, the Planet Express uh, crew goes to Bob Barker, mm-hmm. um, who tell who they tell him that they lost the atom, um, and he calls them garbage, human garbage, which yep. is one of my uh, favorite lines. He also says that even though he's against the fur industry, if they don't find that Adam, he's going to skin them alive as long as nobody wears the skins. <laughs> There's also a good uh, Price is Right bit here where he's like, do any of you know how much that Adam's worth? And Fry guesses 100000 Leela guests 200,000 and then Bender of course guests 200,000 and one and one which I was I always thought was like just the jerk move of the price oh, is yeah, right but that's absolutely. just how you play to win it, yeah it's it's which, a jerk move but it's also it's, accepted as the way to win it's ridiculous to me but and then uh, uh Bob Barker says you're closest without going over which is pretty he, awesome. he says it to to Leela yeah. who guessed 200,000 who basically got it right uh-huh which um, it, which is supposed to give like a cash out you know, and but. I, I I don't know. Have you been watching The Price is Right when you get sick? Because I do. I'd also like to point out, Fry guesses it's 100000 but we learned earlier from the professor that it's at least worth 150000 That's true. So Fry just was not paying attention. Well, he was, he, he was worried about going over, I think. I'm giving a lot of credit to Fry in this yeah. moment, yes. Elastic Intelligence, yes. Keep in mind just how much credit you're giving Fry because I am gonna bring that up later. Now you can't hold this against me when it when I'm working at I'm gonna go at least at most fifty percent. I disagree. Uh, so okay. so so they request for him to sign the document that he has received the atom, and of course he won't sign won't sign it. Um, and then they as as Bob Barker leaves, they see Flexo and start chasing him. We cut back to the competition in progress, mm-hmm. and of course, we see that Zap Brannigan, of course, is of one course. of the judges of this. And instead of giving a grade to or a, a, a score to one of the contestants' talent shows, the trumpet knows the trumpet fact. knows right. Uh-huh. Uh, he holds up a sign that says "Room Seven Fifteen and waves a room key. So I have written down Zap tries to hit on the contestants. Then, just as you mentioned earlier. Uh, a robot fight breaks out because they catch up to Flexo and Bender and Flexo are fighting and nobody can tell which one's which because they're kind of strangling each other, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense. We've already nope. went over the fact that they don't have necks. Mm-hmm. But it's just a convenient way to cover the fact that one of them has a beard and the other, or a goatee and the other one doesn't. So Leela doesn't know which one to shoot. Mm-hmm. And as they, they keep fighting, they 
they, they burst do this through kind of, in, like sword fighting with their antennas thing. I was gonna just gloss over that part because it's I thought weird. That was very funny. I think it's weird. Okay, we can dis- agree to disagree on that point. And they burst through into the the changing room, and one of the Amazonian uh, or one of the contestants in there is an Amazonian, and she says, uh, "Changing room for women only," and throws them back mm-hmm. out and uh, interrupts the traditional gangster rap going on as you do leela just decides that she's had enough of this and she shoots these like planet sort of decorations hanging above the stage kind of like kind of in a chandelier yeah kind of a little bit and it it falls down on the two robots fighting and one of them bounces on a compartment and opens it up and you see the atom and it turns out bender stole the atom what what I, I'm shocked. Shocked. Not that shocked. That's one of my favorite lines. It's very good. I, that's another one I say all the time where I'm just like, oh, I'm yes, shocked. You- shocked. Well, not that shocked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also like that Bender says that he can explain why he stole the atom. And he just says, I can explain. It's very valuable. <laughs> it does track with how Bender usually uh, reacts to things. So I'm with that. The police arrest Flexo, mm-hmm. and Bob Barker's just like, yeah, 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 that looks like him. Whatever. Yeah, it looks like him. Yeah, fine. So they take him away, and then Flexo is presumably put in prison. So we go back to the actual uh, Miss, U- Miss Universe, uh, where Zap Brannigan is going to read the envelope of who won. Um, he says, Leela. Uh, he kind of is kind of shocked to see Leela, and turns around and says, Leela? And then they all act as if she just won. So they gave her give her the bouquet and then the tiara. And she seems to really enjoy it and feels like a princess. To make this topical and also to date this in the future, mm-hmm. Leela was a real moonlight. Or was a real, I believe it was Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also, I should have said she was a La La Land because she didn't win. See, you didn't I screwed make, it up. Yeah, well, yep, I screwed up well, my own so, joke. Unfortunately, we can never edit this out. Leela was real La La Land. Yep, I said that originally the first time. Yes, he sure did. 100%. We wouldn't have edited that out. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so Zap kind of interrupts saying he's still going mano a mano with, on the envelope and continues to struggle with it. Uh, and then it turns out that Miss Vega 4 wins. She's sort of a big amoeba-like A, a unicellular organism that is the size of a human is the way I described it. But yeah, an amoeba or something like that is also acceptable. Um, and then they kind of just take everything from Leela and put it on the amoeba. And one of my favorite little like visual bits is that the tiara uh, <laughs> like gets absorbed into uh, Miss Vega 4, which is very mm-hmm. funny. And then Leela says, I almost had that tiara. Bender adds, me too. <laughs> and then remember how that... that- Remember that part where you said Fry was like really smart and like the smartest guy ever? I was giving him some leeway, and also my uppance has come at this moment. He says, you guys might both be losers, but I just made out with that radiator woman from the radiator planet. To which Leela says, that's just a radiator. (laughs) And Fry's like, is there a burn ward within 10 feet of here? And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Okay, yes. I, I may have given... Well, we've talked about this elastic intelligence. Uh, also, I've found that I'm also elastic intelligence, depending on how much I sleep. All the non-Leela. All the non-Leela. <laughs> so, um, I can't believe it fits the song, too. 
Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's end okay. this disaster and go on to grades. That was a really low energy grades. I mean, I can give it another take if you'd like. Grades. <laughs> oh, you get two. You get two. You choose which one you want. Okay. <laughs> My thoughts on this episode is that I kind of don't have a lot to say about this episode. There's a lot of good visual gags that I really like. There's a lot of good little one-liners here and there. Uh, as we mentioned, it is where that meme comes from, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really something that I should or should not be including in the grade, but, you know, it's it's you, there. You can do it th- what you want. It's your grade. I mean, overall, it, it's, it's very good. Uh, I, I find... Flexo's personality kind of annoying where sometimes I'm just like, dude, just shut up. I get it. You're going to call me ugly and then laugh about it and be like, no, you're fine. It's, you know, whatever. Sure. And, you know, overall, I think it's pretty good, but uh, it's sort of on that same level that I talk about a lot where it is pretty good, but I feel like there could be more. There's a lot of busy stuff going on here and there. There's just, you know, I just, I mean, B. I'm going to give it a B. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add because I've talked a lot about other episodes in this same sort of vein where it's it's good, but it's not my favorite. So, B. Sure. Um, I, I think I'm kind of with you on this. It's kind of, uh, it's funny. It's you got a lot of great visual gags, especially... You know, at, at Pastorama, um, it it has a lot of like you know the the math jokes are great, but it just doesn't really come together into a classic. Um, I mean, certainly if we're we're grading on the scale of of Futurama episodes, not all TV, because this would still be a for if we're just like this is a very good episode of television. It is a pretty good episode of Futurama. It's it doesn't have any really structural problems it doesn't have any situations that i i disagree with personally um flexo is a little annoying but you know i think that's the point of the character um i'm with you though i i agree it's just kind of for a future on episodes a little nondescript so i'm going to give it a b as well okay uh, so we are on the same page on this one yeah if you agree or disagree or just have Anything else really you want to let us know? Or um, your Tema and you need to get this corner out of the out of the way. I was going to get there. Sorry, go ahead. You can always get in contact with us by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. And if you're Tema, why not do both? Why not just get at us? Why not write a physical letter and slip it under my door? Because you guys live in the same apartment complex. Exactly. You have no excuse. N- Tema. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually probably in the car with... Te- well, not at this point, but I've gone into work. Tema, you need to write this letter for us. Please. Please. Regardless of whether or not you are Tema or a non-Tema. A non-Tema. One of the non-Temas. You can rate and subscribe to our dumb little podcast yep. on iTunes. Uh, all the ratings always help. Um, Absolutely. Thank you. And, uh, you know, as always, uh, tell your friends. Um, you know, March is, uh, they're, all the podcasts are doing a thing called uh, hashtag tripod. 
mm-hmm. where uh, they're trying to get everybody to um, have their friends talk up the the podcast, trying to get some new listeners. Yeah, so why not tell your friends about this little dumb podcast that we do? Yeah, you got a friend that loves Futurama? Well, you know, why not make them our friend as well? And they can listen to us talk about Futurama. All the, and all the non-Leelas. And all the non-Leelas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think um, Mike's brain is melting uh, from the looks of it. So I think that's where we're going to call it here this time. Uh, Until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.